I'm Tina Black, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, a six-month business and leadership course to help you start, maintain, grow, or scale your salon business. We believe there are five strategies to help you eliminate politics and confusion, increase morale, decrease turnover, and increase productivity. If you would like to get on our waiting list for the next course, please go to www.nextlevelsalonleadership.com. Nina, I love that you said college education times 10. So I want to talk about this because Sean and I, when we meet our brand new classes in our Paul Mitchell schools, about nine out of 10 hands go up of people that want to own salons. And and they're basically, many of them will say, I'm going to own it right away. In fact, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get my business degree. (laughs) And then they're like, and then I'm going to open my salon. But can you talk about the uh, being a great follower first before you can actually be a great leader? Because obviously you've been an incredible follower. You helped open a chain of salons, you know, been in a distributorship, worked for people. Talk about that, why that is a prerequisite to leadership. Listen, I live for this question. And I just shared something about this last week on my Instagram, talking about not rushing your journey in this business, like everybody's so like anxious and and excited, which is good to be excited about becoming an owner or going into rent or going into a suite and having this title of being a salon owner. But let me tell you, being a salon owner, whether you are a solopreneur and doing the rent, you know, rental thing, or you would like to open up a rental salon or commission salon, being a business owner is incredibly hard incredibly hard and it's very rewarding don't get me wrong but there I couldn't do what I do now if I didn't learn from my mentors that did it before me and spent eight years literally day in and day out with them like we lived together for a minute when we were starting the salons in Florida like they I was literally with them every single day and to watch people who opened up a chain of 200 salons do it and make a profit, that was a gift. That was a true gift. So I believe mentorship is a gift and you have, it's so important to find your person and find your mentor and find your salon home and find someone that can show you the ropes, show you the mistakes that they made. So you can actually maybe shorten your span of time from wanting to go from being a hairstylist to an owner. You still got to put in the work, but maybe that mentor could help you shorten the time a little bit from making those same mistakes. And I think it is, our business is all about learning. It's about relationships and about, and it's about learning and, and always being on the side of, of accepting education. And it's really hard to come out of school and be a hairstylist and a business owner. Mm-hmm. Can it happen? Yes. And I, and I know people who have done it and that's, and they're doing great but it's really not for everyone. I think even the people who did it still have a mentor. They still have someone that's coaching them and working with them. And I think sometimes it's, it's great to be the sponge and sit back and absorb information. And then you can figure out the direction that you wanna take. Cause that direction may change as you absorb that mentorship and that education. Very, very important, important part of growth for sure. I love that. You said that you realized it was time for you to 
remove yourself from behind the chair. What was that process like? Because we get that, we get that a lot where owners are at that point where it's like, I don't want to be behind the chair anymore. However, if I remove myself, there's no money coming in because I bring all the money in, but I also want to grow a team. Like I think we get to that that spot a lot. So what what advice or when did you know or what steps did you take? Well, it's a long process. You know, if you want to do it the right way, it's a long process. And I think that, you know, my goal was to be removed from behind the chair by year five. Well, if you know anything about me and you follow me, you know that the first five years of my business were a total shit show. Can I curse? Yeah. <laughs> total. It was a disaster. Let's just say that the first five years was a total disaster because I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I didn't have the right people in place when it came to like CPAs and guidance financially, but it was my responsibility. I made poor, poor financial decisions. So when it came to, I had a pivot, right? And I think you have to be flexible in your timeline, right? Mine was five years and it ended up being almost nine when I was ready. I would give yourself a good, you should always have an exit strategy for your business. And exit doesn't mean you're going to remove it and sell it. The exit strategy could also be meaning you are removing yourself from being the sole breadwinner in the business. And so I think a two-year strategy or even a three-year strategy is fair. And I think when you're thinking about positioning yourself away from the chair, you have to really understand what the financial piece looks like. Because in my case, I was the breadwinner in my business. And, but let me tell you something, I had stylists that came in that were way more talented than me. I wanted that. They were way more, you know, smarter than me in a lot of ways when it came to being a hairstylist behind the chair, ideas, creatively, marketing, all of those things. And when I, my first thoughts of when am I going to do this? My, my initial thought was how do I care for my team in the process, right? So you have to understand the financial component for the business, which means looking at your profit margin, looking at the portion of your business that you're bringing in, in terms of your sales, right? And what is that going to look like when now you take, let's just say a hundred thousand dollars, if you're bringing in, if you take that hundred thousand now, which is going into the business and typically back into the business, now you're going to be splitting that with your stylist, whether it's 40%, 45%, whatever your commission structure is like. So you have to understand that the stylists are going to have to bring in way more money than you to offset that cost to even be break even. You know, so there's a big financial piece to it, but it's also understanding that you have to elevate the team. You have to continue to grow them and nurture them and educate them and support them so they can be ready and prepared to take on your clients. Because that's what happened to me. I was a matchmaker. Okay, Judy, you're going to go to Sarah and I think you're going to be a fit for Elaine and you're going to be great with Danica. Like you have to walk the client through it, but you have to have your team supported enough to feel like they can take on the clients and they feel confident about it. So there's a financial aspect to it. There's a time period to it. There's the communication with the client. That's a whole other thing, right? Because you want to be fair with them so they understand what's going on. And then it is making sure that the team feels confident and supported and they're excited. You know, I think clear communication with the team is so important in this, you know, this aspect. And then what your new role is going to be, 
What is your new role going to be as the leader of the business? Because if you're the owner, yes, you're the face of the business, but that, that will never change. It will shift though. Because now people aren't coming in and saying, I want Nina to do my hair. No, anyone on Nina's team can do my hair, right? Anyone. And that's what we're, you know, we're the shift that we're looking for. So those are the, the first couple of things that come to my mind, but be prepared to have it be a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Clear communication is key and a strategy, financial strategy is even more key because your profit margin will take a hit. Typically the profit margin takes a hit and you have to be able to sustain that. Uh, and it can be scary, but with a clear strategy, you know, you're, you're going in the right direction. Yeah. And what you're really talking about here, this financial strategy is the true freedom that you can really have. And, you know, you, you kind of mentioned financial peace, which I, you were saying P-I-E-C-E, -E, that peace. But I want to talk about financial peace, P-E-A-C-E, -E, because what we're talking about here is you're running a business. And a lot of people think a business owner is a solopreneur, but the problem is you don't have anybody to hand the baton to as a solopreneur. So let's back up for a second because, uh, you know, I'll ask my students again, you know, how many of you want to own a business? And then many of them, quite a few of them, Nina, want to own their own salon suite and they also want to work out of their home. Mm -hmm. And so, the, but then when I start to really talk about true freedom, let's talk about true freedom and true financial peace, P-E-A-C-E, -E, then we're talking about owning a business. And when I say that to them, they're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I want. It's like, okay, then why are you doing the salon suite route? That doesn't make any sense to me. And so can you talk to that newer stylist um, or someone that's really thinking about this as a career, like what would be the best avenue for them? I feel like you guys maybe like stalk my Instagram a little bit because I <laughs> literally just posted this morning about DMs that I get. Nina, I'm graduating school. Should I rent or should I go into a commission wow. salon? I just wow. posted this. So I believe that there is not a one size fits all in this business in the way that anyone is running their business. I do believe that there, there are stylists that love being in a suite setting. That's their jam. They feel good in that environment. They like a little bit more of an intimate space. However, you are still running a business just because you're coming out of school and you have the knowledge of how to do hair. That's 20% of it. 80% of it is actually knowing what your marketing strategy is, what your financials look like, how much money you need, how much cushion you have in order to, you know, withstand if anything, God forbid, were to happen, you know, what your numbers are, making sure that you understand what your standard is, your brand is, there's a lot of components to it. So I'm necessarily not opposed to someone coming out of school and going on their own. However, you have to treat it like a business. And that means you get a business plan. You run a marketing strategy. You are running your financials. You're running your numbers. You know what your costs are going to be. You make sure that you have three to six months of ex business expenses put aside. We're not just going into this with your stylist hat. You're going into this with your business hat. So I'm not opposed to it as long as you're prepared. And that's what I was speaking about this morning. On the flip side of that, I live for an assistant and an associate program. I live for it because it's what I did in my salon business because it gives the opportunity to 
stylists that are coming out of school to understand the creative side, the standards, and the business all in one from a mentor. So there is so much to learn in this business. I'm 25 years in, I'm still learning every single day. And so it's, it's hard to say that you're going to know how to do hair, how to understand refunds, reservices, how to understand, you know, what a brand looks like and how to create a marketing strategy to get clients and then run the financial part of it right out of school. To me, it seems very overwhelming. Can it be done? Absolutely. It can be done. Yes. But the people who are doing it are prepared and they do the research and they are treating it like a business. The associate program, assistant program, you know, owners that are listening, create a strategy and assistant program that mentors your new team members and has a growth strategy for them, not only one year, two years, but has a growth strategy for them that's going to show them how much money they can make, how they can create their own financial freedom. And listen, if then they want to go off on their own after they get their feet wet and they have all of the tools that they need and now they're prepared because of their mentor, then we send them off with love, right? So I think that I'm not opposed to either way, but what I, I don't care for is going in unprepared to rent, whether it's a chair or a suite, and you're winging it. It's too risky financially, and it, it can be, uh, it, it can kind of uh, like muddy up your experience per se, getting into the business if you go in like feet first without a parachute. You know, then you're after a year, you're like, is this really for me? I don't know. I've made, you know, I'm not making money. I don't have a marketing. I thought it was going to be easy and it, it isn't. Do I really want to even now stay in the business? Right. So I think we have to think about it from both sides. And, and if you know me and, and listen to me, I always give both sides because I know that there isn't a one size fits all, but I do live for an associate program. I think it's very important for salon owners to mentor their team continuously both business and personally, because I'm all about servant leadership. So business and personally. Thank you for joining us today. And if you loved this podcast, jump on over to our YouTube page to hear the full hour long interview. You can find us at Next Level Salon Leadership.